Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Unpacking the Toolbox is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. What is on your shirt? Oh, man, I have a shirt. I'm obsessed with great white sharks. If people know me, I'm obsessed with sharks. And I have this T-shirt that says, let them be. And it has like four different photos of, you know, extremely sort of majestic looking great white sharks. Oh, by the way, when Guillermo and I send videos to each other, which we do all the time, he's usually standing underneath (laughs) a great white shark that's hanging from your ceiling in your house. And you're always like, oh, no. Don't eat me. <laughs> it's like a, yeah, it's a sort of 11 by 14, like, like a model of a great white shark. Yeah. That we hung <sighs> to my ceiling. <laughs> Why do you like these animals? Yo, Please beca- convince me. It's, I am fascinated by them and I'm terrified of them. I, you know, I can barely go in the ocean because I think of, of sharks, but at the same time, I have this huge respect for them because they're so they're so unpredictable and they could just that's their world the ocean and we sort and of they just were jump around in there and, since the dinosaurs oh yeah yeah like that's what fucking blows my mind it's like when i'm reading albie's fucking dinosaur books at bedtime before he goes to sleep and they're like the jurassic age and then this this age and whatever it's like hell yeah 65 million years ago sharks were there people sharks were motherfucking there yeah there's some sharks in the oceans like in Africa, I know in certain spots in, I think, Guadalupe Island in Mexico, where they've spotted extremely, like, ridiculously large sharks. Like, there's some sharks in the ocean we don't even know about that are just of massive proportions. Have you ever been to the um, Museum of Natural History downtown L.A.? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We need to smoke weed. We need to go down there because in a huge case, a live one in formaldehyde, they have a... A mega mouth, a mega mouth shark. It is the most disgusting thing I have ever seen in my life. My children screamed. (laughs) I almost asked for my money back. My children can't unsee that creature. (laughs) It was absolutely horrifying. Is it the full shark? Is it just a mouth? The the full full shark shark. in a case. Holy crap. The mouth is open and it looks like... Uh, I've never seen anything like it. Just everyone Google mega mouth shark and prepare yourself. It's 
horrifying. Carcaridin carcarius. That's the scientific name of a great white shark. You are adorable. I think that's going to be my next tattoo. I'm going to get that written on my on the left side of my chest. Carcarian cardarius? Kim Kardashian? What? <laughs> <laughs> a carcaridin Kardashian. <laughs> You've shot in South Africa before. I have, yeah. That is a place where you can go in a cage and swim with great white sharks. Yes. I tried to go and production would not. I was stupid enough to mention it to one of the producers and they said, (laughs) hell no. no." And they would not allow me to do it. Guillermo, I honestly think you might have had a heart attack. Like, that's pretty scary. Like, not only because A, it's absolutely horrifying, but B, because... You know so much about them and it's been such a huge part of your life. It's similar to you meeting Madonna on Ellen (laughs) where you like had a heart attack. I did. I did. I almost slipped and fell on my ass. I bowed down to her. I showed her my tattoo of her. I was just a bumbling mess. Yeah. We have to get into this episode, but wait, I love that we're (laughs) making a, I'm making a cross connection between great white sharks and Madonna, but Guillermo Diaz is obsessed with Madonna. I believe I remember I realized it when you went on a talk show during Scandal and the whoever was the host was like, I'm going to put every single Madonna record down and you need to put them in order of when they came That's out. That's right. And it was like watching like a <laughs> mad genius scientist at work. Yes. Like you lined them up in under 20 seconds. Like this was an 82, this one 83, 84, 85, 86 and a half, 89. Like uh-huh. I was like, oh my yeah. God. And Katie, I still have all the, because they were photos like eight by 10 and they gave them to me at the end of the show. I have them right here. Like they're right in front of me over there. Like I still have them. What show was it? It was Access Hollywood, remember? Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. Now wait, tell the story when Portia comes to work and knows that Madonna is going to be a guest on Ellen. Yes, yes. What well, happened? B- before that, Ellen had had, you know, the scandal cast and she had had me on by myself yes. on the show. Yes. And so I've talked a ton about Madonna to Ellen. I showed Ellen my Madonna tattoo. She... On one of the episodes that I did of the Ellen show, Ellen gave me an Ellen tattoo and they put it on me. It was so funny. That looked like the Madonna tattoo. So anyway, so, so Ellen funny. knew I had I had this obsession with Madonna. So cut to Portia being on Scandal now. She, I believe she mentioned saying, hey, Ellen is going to have Madonna on and she want, she's going to bring you on as a guest DJ when she comes on. And I was like, what? No. You know, I was like, what? oh my God, is this real? And then it it happened. Ellen, the Ellen show called me and they were like, we want you to be the guest DJ and Madonna is, is our guest and, and Ellen brought me, but also the kicker, I got to the Ellen show and you're in your dressing room, you know, and they, they brought me in early. They brought me in in like noon and we were taping at like four and I was like, why are they bringing me in so early? And then Ellen comes to my room, Ellen, not her producers, Ellen. And she's like, come on, come downstairs. We're going to go watch Madonna rehearse but with no one in the audience. So Ellen brought me down and sat me in the audience, me, Ellen and Ellen's mother. No. And she rehearsed the song twice. It was living for love and it was crazy. I'm so grateful to Ellen. And then I remember it. I remember it. They called you up on stage when she was the guest and you got down on your knees and you held her hand like she was the motherfucking (laughs) queen of England <laughs> yes. and bowed to the altar that is Madonna. And I remember looking up at her and she had this look on her face like, yep, that's exactly right. That's what you should be doing, <laughs> which made me love her even more. Oh, she was just God. illuminating this white light. Oh, I was like, I love God. you anyway. We're talking today about episode 205 called All Roads Lead to Fits, which aired on November 8th of 2012. 
and was written by Ramla Mohammed. Oh, we love her. And it was directed by Steve Robin. And it was guest starring Tom Amandes as Samuel Reston, Brenda Strong as Joan Reston, Audrey Wazalewski as Allison Becker. And we have Cullen Douglas as Steve Dougherty and Mina Batty as assistant U.S. attorney Jane Powell. Quick ass synopsis to jog y'all's memories about episode mm-hmm. 205 and all the scandalous deliciousness that happened during this episode. We have Hollis Doyle host a private meeting with Verna Thornton, Cyrus Bean, Melly Grant, Olivia Pope about how David Rosen is looking too much into defiance. Verna arranges for David to get his job back on one condition. He stop his obsession into Olivia Pope and Cytron. After Governor Samuel Reston kills a contractor who is raping his wife, Joan, <laughs> he contacts Olivia Pope for help, although things are not as simple as they seem. At the White House, Cyrus's husband, James, decides to return to work as a political journalist. He causes trouble for Cyrus when he pries for answers. Meanwhile, Huck attempts to have a normal date with Becky asking Harrison for help. (laughs) That was just a nice back and forth. I fucking love this episode. Me too. The twists and the turns. And it's written by the incredible Ram Muhammad, who (sighs) was like a baby. I think she was like a researcher on Grays or something. Wow. She was a researcher on Grays. Then became a baby writer into a big dog writer on Scandal. And now she just wrote Unreasonable Doubt, Mm -hmm. which aired on Hulu and Kerry Washington directed and I think executive produced it. And it is fucking fire. It is so good. I remember Ramala being coming on set because, you know, the writers of that particular episode would come on set in case the director or the actors had questions or something needs to get rewritten. But Ramala was always such a... Oh, she she was just like us. You know what I mean? Like Just like us. We fucking joked around with her and oh, it was just such a good freaking time. Like sometimes there were writers that would come on that were, you know, older and more senior and like they'd been on a million yeah. shows and we felt like sort of kids to them. But like Romola felt like we a kid just like us. We with her. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. She felt like such a kid and would yes. talk about like who we're dating and like exactly. what we're eating and all that shit. Yes. Now – also, what's different about Scandal and why the writers are so important to us and why we got to know them so well is I think on other shows, and correct me if I'm wrong, most of the time the showrunners a lot of times are on the set. Shonda doesn't come to set. She stays no. in the writer's room. And what she does is every single episode she assigns a writer to stay on set. And so our writers who would be on set with us, we would be with them for a billion hours. Oh, yeah. For the duration of the shooting of that episode, which was what, like eight? Days, 10 days, yeah, eight or remember. nine days, yeah. sometimes 10 when shit was long. And then Ramla was with us all seven years. So, oh, yeah, yeah, she feels totally like one of us. Yes. But also, if someone has a, an issue with a line or doesn't want to say something or change something, that writer has to think on the fly there and be like, OK, well, what about this? You know what I mean? And they have to right. think of something on like there and not have right. that time to sort of prepare and, and think about what the line is going to be. OK, Let's get into this episode. There are so many things I love about this, but we need to really talk about this whole date situation. Where do you want to start? We could do the open that opening scene with with uh, Hollis calls the whole meeting and says that Uh, we have a David Rosen problem. And like these are just the group of goonies like this whole season uh, two of this fucking round table of of goonies. I love it because they're all goons like they're all just like Hollis, Verna, Cyrus and Olivia. They're just sitting around a fucking table and literally playing America like a puppet. Yes. Yes. I remember watching these scenes and feeling like such a voyeur. Right. Because you couldn't believe what was being said. Like, these were all the leads of the show admitting that they were in on a 
I mean, a crime? Would you call it a crime? I mean, they oh, stole yeah. the election. Treason. Yes, treason. treason. Yes. I mean, the crime of the highest degree, taking away every single person's fucking vote yes. and say of who's the leader of the free world. Yeah, no bueno, not good. Totally. And you could get away with, you know, with Melly and Cyrus and Hollis Doyle, of course. And But when Olivia walks in that room, it's like, uh, oh, my God, she's part of it, too. Yes, yeah. she's part of it, crazy, too. And crazy, she crazy, says crazy. that she will fix the David Rosen problem yes which equals into that they call david in and they're like okay we're gonna give you your job back you can stop being a worthless bum Mm -hmm. and the only way you're gonna have your job back is if you drop this whole all your shenanigans looking into quinn perkins just stop that's right yeah and then I wrote, Susie asking out Huck, she's the <laughs> cutest, writes her number on, on his hand. Yes. Yeah. And this is where we, like, Susie Porfar, <sighs> if there was ever an actress that just nails a fucking role. Yes. And just the two of you together mm-hmm. being so awkward and uncomfortable yeah. and cute. And uh, I noticed watching the episode, she has this cadence yes. to her speaking, which I yes. love so much. Yes. And I think it also, it, it sort of speaks to her theater background because yes. she like creates a character, man. She's so fucking good. And- oh my God. And then we get Reston, Governor <sighs> Reston, which is yes. the storyline of this episode. And I really do want to have Tom on this podcast. Oh, He's man. a dear friend. And I think his work on this show is so stellar because he's Mm -hmm. so horrible. I mean. Yeah, he's so good. And he's, tell us about, he's part of your theater company, I Am, right? Yeah, he's part of I Am a theater company and I, and he's a dear, dear friend. And he's, we've put him in a ton of I Am a plays because he's a fucking genius and he can play piano and he can play guitar and he's an amazing actor and he's an artist and he's a great dad and he's just like, such Ugh. an actor you know he's done it his whole life and it, it's what he does oh like yes. cut to fun fact of this episode speaking of that he's been doing this forever is that he and brenda strong who plays governor reston's wife in right. this they Joan. starred in everwood oh, together which yes because tom and mandy's like big role i feel like was he was the dad on everwood with sarah drew which i never watched that's that right show, i never but watched it, has it either a huge yeah. following and he lived in utah for like six years shooting that show oh, wow. but tom is so great and the the main storyline to just like remind y'all what happened in this episode is his wife, this fucking contractor's on top of his wife. She calls rape. He's got a gun. He shoots him dead. And we come to learn in so many twists and turns that she was not being raped. Yeah, she was, she's been having an affair with That motherfucker's hair and follicles Ooh. and pubes are all over the house. Right. I think the hardest thing for that character must have been the fact that she was fucking this dude re- with a really good head of hair. Because I love Tom, but he, you know, his hair is a little bit receding. He's still a very good looking man, but he don't, you Very know. good looking. Very tall, very triangular yes, shape. Yes, yes, yes. But she's fucking around behind his back with this dude that has long, like, luxurious his hair that would have pissed me off more than anything anyway go yes ahead. and that hair is found all over the house all so over. they when they <laughs> were working the case when we're working working that case they find hair in the bed Abby, hair yeah. in the drain hair in the shower because they were stooping all over the yeah. house it was always a long hair though i wish one of them would have been a short and curly like they she would have found a little pube somewhere and be like it was a pube. <laughs> why did they not go there yeah listen fitz could eat out olivia on tv but 
showing a, a pubic hair is too much. <laughs> Not allowed. Standards and practices is the thing that everything has to get by on a network show. And so it's basically like the people that come in and watch something and they're like, nope, that can't be on national broadcast. It's not allowed. So maybe a pube is, uh, no, not allowed. It's too much. I mean, in our case, when you do a sex scene, the minute there's a thrust, it's like, cut, not allowed. No thrusting, no simulation of sex. No, 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 no. Really, Katie? Oh, I didn't realize that. But yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. Although I feel like there was a scene in Scandal where, Have we seen it already where like Tony takes off his shirt? Does somebody thrust? And kind of thrust a little bit. Like Olivia's laying on the bed and her knees are (gasps) up. Oh, yeah. Did he do a little thrust? And he kind of, maybe. When we get there, I don't think we've seen that episode yet, but I can't wait. And everyone else should get excited as well. We'll look out for that thrust. We'll be right back, guys. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad, is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor, and meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing at all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Okay, then, oh, then we realize, rest yo, in 10 yeah, points, yo, tell me, tell me. Sorry to interrupt you, but I was just going to say real Please. quick, Tom Amendes, am I saying his name right, Amendes? I say Amandes, Amandes, but yo, I don't know. For those people who are a fan of the movie Broke Down Palace with Claire Danes and Kate Beckinsale, which is one of my favorite fucking movies, Tom Amendes plays Kate Beckinsale's dad. What? Oh, Yeah. Oh, and he has all these powerful scenes in that movie. But if you guys haven't seen Broke Down Palace, you have oh to see it, God. especially because Tom Mendes is in it. Yeah. What a gift you just gave me. That's what I'm doing yeah. tonight. You're welcome. Okay. We got Cyrus <laughs> is shocked that James is back working as a journalist. And Rosen tells Abby that they offered him his job back and that he's not taking it. And Abby's like, that's so dumb. 
Mm-hmm. We're looking for the rapist. Olivia comes in and says, you're having an affair. She cried rape and it's bullshit. <sighs> Yo. <laughs> what? Tell yes, me. That scene where, where Olivia walks in and she's like, this is bullshit. And then Joan Reston <sighs> is just like crying and, you know, breaking down. I was like, <sighs> girl, listen, not for nothing, but <sighs> where was the tear stick at? Because those were the driest <laughs> <laughs> that was the driest crying I'd ever seen. But then I thought, listen, maybe it wasn't her. Maybe this was all planned. Is she a brilliant actress? Right. Because she's really, you know, she's putting on a show yes. where she feels terrible about it. But she yes. also wanted to be fucking yes. around with this guy. So maybe she didn't yes. have tears. Maybe the character didn't have tears to oh. give. Oh, You know, so I thought, oh, a brilliant actress? Or do she need a tear stick real bad? Was it an actress choice? Or are you just dried up and intimidated to ask for the stick? Oh, girl, you need that tear stick. <laughs> you know what makes me feel better about the tear stick? Because I'm not going to lie. Now that it's out in public and everyone knows that I'm a hack of an actor and I use the menthol oh, tear stick. Oh, shut up. We all use that shit. I was just listening to a podcast that Allison Janney was a guest. And Allison fucking Janney, who's <gasps> won every acting award there is to win for comedy and dramas, also calls for a tear stick. Are you kidding? Nope. So let me just be the one to tell you that I am as talented, if not more, than Alice Right, than Alice and Janney. We put ourselves in the same league as Alice and Janney, y'all. She is a fucking genius. But Brenda Strong, Brenda Strong is a, is a wonderful actress. She, you know, I love my horror movies. She was in a movie called Red Dragon. She plays a dinner guest where Anthony Hopkins' character, uh, the cannibal, the Hannibal Lecter yes, has a yes. dinner party, but it's all body parts and nobody knows what the Ew. food is. But anyway, Brenda Strong is in that scene and she's wonderful Wait, in it. Is Red Dragon a movie connected to Hannibal Lecter? Yes, it's the prequel to Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good Lord. How do you keep this shit all straight? Horror films have so many Jason 3700.5. Why are we doing this still? Because they make money. Yes, yes. And she was also, Katie, she was in The Craft. Have you ever seen The Craft? I have, and I loved it. Who did she play? She plays the doctor that's taking off all the dead skin from Nev Campbell's back after the girls do that spell on themselves so they can have, like, nice booties and, like, be all cool and shit. And Nev Campbell's like, is it going to work? You know, she's got, like had these burns on her back or whatever. And, and Brenda Strong plays the doctor who's peeling off all the dead skin, revealing this beautiful, like, luxurious, oh, like, skin back that Nev Campbell has now. Anyway, she was in oh. that. Amazing. Where is Nev Campbell now? Where is Nev Campbell? She's doing Scream 42. That's what she's doing. She's doing another damn Scream movie. Oh, see? There we have it again, folks. And Katie, one more thing real quick. She was the, mm. the voice of Mary Alice Young in Desperate Housewives. Oh, yeah. She was the, the iconic voice that is the catalyst to the show. Yeah. She was the voice of the entire thing. Wait, speaking of another fun fact, jumping ahead, but whatever. Anna Manteca Farmer at Amantica on November 9th, 2012 tweeted, was that Shonda Rhimes saying previously on Scandal? Oh, shit. Yes. It is now. In season two, yeah. it changes and it says previously on Scandal. And now I think and believe until the end of time, every single episode, whenever they're doing a recap of the previous episode, it's always Shonda's voice. Yes. Right? Yes. That's funny that that, that gladiator caught that. I know. Uh, The craziest part about this episode that kills me, this is the cutest. Where to take a woman on a date. Huck is like, how do I make a resi? Harrison is like, you're the greatest hacker in the world. (laughs) How do you make a fucking reservation? 
cute. Yes. Guillermo. You know what was the cutest, Katie? When what? you wet your fingers and pat down Huck's hair. Do you remember that? <laughs> that was the cutest. Was that scripted? No, it wasn't. But you were so brilliant. It was such a great, great moment. You like totally spit. You like lick your fingers and pat down my hair. And Huck Aww. makes a face like, what the fuck? But it was the cutest. So, this so good. This was my favorite parts of Scandal. I mean, look, the show was obviously a drama. You know, there were so many twists and turns and OMG moments and things. But yeah, my favorite parts of the show were the gladiators doing familial comedy, lighthearted yes. things like that. Like, yeah. I loved shooting that uh, scene where you were in like an outfit and Abby's coming with the ties. The tie. and, mm-hmm. and we're just all as a group, like helping you get ready for your date. It's so stinking adorable. <laughs> Yeah. But I love this episode the most for the specificity of 4,359 <gasps> votes. Yeah. It just becomes like so real in that the race was so close. Mm-hmm. It gives me such PTSD to like Bush Gore, Florida Ugh. recount after recount and like what the fuck happened. And I don't even remember that shit, Katie. Was that a big recount shit? Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, my God. You can watch the movie Recount, which is on HBO. This, like, Reston thing just reminds me so much of, like, the Bush Gore. Also, those numbers are so specific. It reminded me a lot of 525,600 minutes. 525,000 moments on the air. 525,000. How do you measure? How do you measure? We did this a million times on on the set of Scandal, but by the way. But normally it would be like, ah, ah, I, I want to go out, out tonight. tonight. <laughs> Bush won by 271 electoral votes and Gore had 270. Oh, shit. So it was a one point <gasps> difference in the electoral no. college. Which was why it was such a shit show. Oh, Katie, I didn't even remember that. But so whenever I watch this episode, I'm like, oh, my God. I think of that. And then I think about Mm -hmm. the goon table, the fucking goons (laughs) who are playing fits like a puppet. Yeah. And it was such a close, close call. Yeah. But Reston, what we see in this episode is how it personally destroyed the man. Yes. Because... Joan Reston's whole monologue that she has is like her whole life changed from the minute he lost by 4,359 votes every single day of her life since that election and since that loss. She hasn't been married to the same man. And that's why she's fucking the contractor. (laughs) Exactly. Which, if you ask me, is a valid excuse. Yeah, and he's got (laughs) hair. And he's got long hair. (sighs) Awful, awful. We're awful people. What else do you remember? What are, what else are your uh, top scenes, memories of this episode? One of my top scenes is that scene with Melly and Cyrus. <sighs> after Melly has a conversation with James and Cyrus yep. is like, Melly, can I talk to you for a second? And then yep. he goes on and ha- he has this amazing, another a beautiful monologue by Jeff Perry. And it was just so freaking good and dark and memorable. And what does he say? Melly says, I'm a political animal. But Cyrus says, I am a monster. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, it's so it's juicy so and so good. And then he kind of walks away and comes back and he's like, hey, but let's do that dinner we talked about. Absolutely. <laughs> double date. Double date in the fucking residences. Like, duh. Like, yes. absolutely. Oh. Yes. Edison comes in. He says, I'm going to keep trying and trying. But Liv is like, I'm not going to say yes yet because I'm not ready. Can we just say real quick, Edison needs to fucking kick rocks, man. Like, <laughs> get to stepping. I'm so over Edison. And it wasn't anything against, like, the character is a good guy. He's fucking hot as fuck. Yes. But he just, there's no nuance there. There's no drama like there is with Fitz, right? So I think everybody's just like, eh, just get the fuck out of the way, man. Like, keep it moving. We don't want her to be with anyone else other than Fitz. So, but like, what's the, what are we doing? Yes, yes, yes. And I think, and Olivia feels that way too. You feel that Olivia feels that way as well. He had such a bad Twitter. What did they call him? Oh, yes, Senator Pudding Pop. <laughs> <laughs> you know why, Katie? You know why they called him that? Yeah, because of um, because he resembles Bill Cosby. That's why. Yes. <laughs> That was why, and I can't even believe I'm bringing it up on this podcast, but hey, guys, you're welcome. We talk about all the shit here. Oh, Oh, shit. See, look, they even put, I'm showing you my photos, (laughs) there's all these side-by-side photos on Twitter of Norm Lewis next to Bill Cosby. My God, he looks a lot like him. And we love Norm Lewis. We love him, and he's the most talented dude ever. But for whatever reason, it's not him. It's the way they wrote the character, and also... We are living in a world where if you go against Olivia Pope or you go against Olivia and Fitz, mm-hmm. Olitz, you are hated. You are hated with a capital H. Yeah. I like that you're watching the episodes and you're like, get him the fuck out of here. Get him. I was like, girl, what the fuck are you doing, man? Get the fuck kick Eric. <laughs> oh, Senator Puddin' Pop. I cannot. Senator- Put in pop. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then Huck and Susie, poor far, oh. Becky, are on their way to a fancy date. Yes, they go to that restaurant, which part of me watching this shit, I was like, y'all, are they really that dumb? Are <laughs> Huck and Becky that motherfucking dumb? She's like, what is this Billy Bunker say? Billy Bunker say. And Huck is like, I like a ginger ale and also a ginger ale for her. I was like, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. You're like Forrest Gump. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> no, but you have to play into the comedy of it. Of course, it. of course. But Katie, then there's a, that other episode where Huck, I don't remember which one it was, where he walks up to you and you're at a bar waiting to meet with oh, someone, yeah. with Gideon, Gideon Wallace. Yeah. And Huck is like, she'll take a half finger pour of the drink and no no alcohol in it and put your hair back. and put. He's like right. super savvy. And in this scene, he's like, he's uh, like I uh, like ginger ale. I don't know what to do in a restaurant. <laughs> I don't know how to read a menu. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's still so cute. But you know, sometimes yeah. in television and for the sake of the scene and the sake of the joke, don't look too close. You know exactly. what I mean? Don't look too closely, yeah. It's not like we're Alice and Janney. Like, whatever. We're not Yo. real actors. No, you are. You're the realest actor. <laughs> so then we figure out, after Olivia Pope has done everything she can to help Reston, which I feel like she's helping him and going above and beyond because she fucking rigged the election and she feels really fucking bad about it, that she's ruined yes. this entire... I mean, not only has she ruined the country, but in this episode, again, you get the idea that she's personally ruined somebody's life and their... Yeah. marriage. Well, and also responsible for someone's death, Dying. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, I forgot that that contractor was like a person. Yeah. <laughs> All that beautiful hair, gone. Gone forever. And possibly pubes, but we'll possibly never know. Possibly pubes, but we- <laughs> 
Can you say pubes on the podcast? I think yes. so. Love a pube. Ew. Love a pube. My gray hair right now is like pubes on my head. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the texture of it. You're welcome, everybody. So then she realizes that Reston did know. On his yes. desk, she sees oh. all these surveillance photos of his wife having sex with the contractor. And we realize that he has sort of played her and played this whole situation. Yes, yes, and yes. And I wrote, Olivia got played and she does the neck twitch thing. The like little twitch thing she does where yeah. she, oh God, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. And she got played and like Reston is going to get out fine and Joan is going to take the fall. I mean, you know, she kind of should, but she was like, let me do this for you. Let me go to jail. And she does. And then we go to Huck and Becky on the date in car watching people and spying on them. Huck Huck realizes that he, you know, the restaurant, taking uh, Becky to a fancy restaurant, that's not him. So we see him now. He takes her to where he goes to watch a family. Creepy as fuck. But that's what he likes it's to do. It's stalking and you should be arrested and have restraining orders. Yes. And there's kids in that house. <laughs> God damn it. Children. <laughs> anyway, but he's doing it lovingly, of course, because he doesn't have his family. So he goes and finds families and watches them and knows their whole backstory. And and then Becky is just like, oh, she's smitten. Wait, with- no, wait. Do you does. I can't remember this. Does Huck know, like, did research on these families and he knows what they really are into? Or is this like. Huck builds a whole fake imagination of what they are and what they do. That's such such a good question, Katie, because I was thinking about that, too, and I was going back and forth. But I, I sort of ended with, I think, I feel like it's Huck. Like, he's such a good detective and hacker and, you know what I mean, everything he does, yeah. that yeah. he's found out all these true backstories of yeah. and, and sort of the schedules of the kids and which friends come over for oh, play yeah. dates and when they come over and what they like to eat. I feel like he's discovered all of it and figured it all out and it's all real. That's sort of the way I looked at it. But I hear what you're saying, too. It could be that he's just making it all up. No, and, you're right. You know, it's the better acting choice because what's yeah. coming down the pike is really bad. <laughs> And it's yes. better if you know them as real people. That's true. Yeah. Than what you yeah, made yeah. up in your head, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're watching these people and then you kiss without yes. tongue. <laughs> and also, yo, without tongue, but get, uh, real quick in that scene, there's like sandwiches on the dashboard. Mm. Is it bad that watching right. this, I was like, ooh, what type of sandwich was it? Oh, how how did they leave that much sandwich without eating it? Come on. Well, because they knew they were going to make out. Which, they like, knew they the were going to make out. Only true. time I don't eat that much is if I know you're going to get like, down. If I'm making mm-hmm. out like yeah. for the first time. That's why the grilled cheese scene in season one always bothered mm. me. Because if someone I was just fucking for the first time, I would not be eating grilled cheese simultaneously. It ain't no dairy anywhere in the picture if you're with someone the first time. Same, same. I mean, down the road, yes. If yeah. it's someone I've oh. been with, who cares? Oh, yeah. But someone you're having sex with for the first time, yeah. I am not eating simultaneously. And definitely not a dairy product. <laughs> not grilled cheese. <laughs> 
Because that's just like. Oh, my God. I remember, Katie, we were all in New York and I was talking with Adam and he said his first date with you that you guys spent like a whole weekend together or something, like a bunch of days together. Yeah, and he yeah. slept and over. And then he finally farted. And, and he said when he went out, when he finally <laughs> left your place and was like on the corner hailing a cab that it was nonstop farting. Oh, yeah. He tells the story after we had like our first weekend <laughs> together. And he said, no, literally, I would leave your apartment and it would just be like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh my God. Also because I had a studio. Oh. So it's not like you could go just fart it up in the bathroom because oh, you Jesus could hear. Christ. It's not like it was down oh. a hallway oh. or like at a different part of the house or a different floor. Like my bed was a futon. Oh. In one yeah. room, and my shower was growing mushrooms. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm not kidding. And not fun ones. Growing <laughs> disgusting fungus mushrooms out of the tiles around the shower. And we didn't care. We still hooked up in there. It was disgusting. I was disgusting. I was so broke. But we all did that shit, right? Like, you're not thinking about that stuff. Oh, my God. I still drive by it. It hasn't been demolished. It's still there. It was $800 a month, which I could afford. How much do you think that apartment is right now? Like, probably probably like like 2,000. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. It's one room. It's disgusting. The water. Oh, God. Where in the city was it? In Hollywood. It was right by that 7-Eleven on Melrose and Fuller. Oh, this was in L.A. This is in yeah, L.A. Mel- gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Adam and I met in L.A. on Melrose oh, and Fuller. No, my apartment in New York City was also disgusting, but it was and it was a six floor walk up. But <laughs> it was really cool. It was like a pre-war building yeah. brick walls mm-hmm. like yes. it was like a rent set. We will be back with more after the break. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad, is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor, and meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing at all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. 
Oh my God. The end of this episode is Ugh. such fire. It's one of those classic wrap up, <laughs> you know, the last three minutes of scandal where everything just gets like spun on its head and all this kind of shit. And Abby goes to see Dave and she knows that it's about voting machines. And we see the end. We see that Olivia is spying and listening to them. Yes. And Olivia says, this one I handle alone. And she's listening on that bobblehead. Yes. This is where bobblehead lives. Remember that hashtag bobblehead lives. This is where bobblehead lives was a hashtag on Twitter. Yes. Did it start at this episode? I think so. Or maybe when it came back around. Maybe when it came back around. I don't remember. But it certainly lived for me in this episode. It's so fucking good. It's so shocking. And that Cullen Douglas, the the guy that plays... Uh, Steve Doherty. Yes, that he's like dishing all the dirt and Olivia's like, I got this. I'll take care of these motherfuckers. And now we see that Olivia knows that Abby's kind of backstabbing her and playing both teams. And we know that Abby and David aren't giving up, even though David's not supposed to be working Mm -hmm. the Quinn case. And there's like that little post-it. And we see that David was supposed to have a meeting. Yes. And Abby realizes that Huck and Olivia set up that fake meeting with a... Someone to tell him about it, to to get him off the trail, to get him off the scent. And then what David and Abby don't know is the one further step that now Olivia is has them on surveillance and is Mm -hmm. listening to every that is so fucked up. It's so shady. Like, how are these two women friends? Like, are you joking? How do you ever come back from that? I know. Like, if a friend of mine ever spied on me. Yeah, I'd be like, it's over. It's over and I'm calling the fucking police. Like, (laughs) get out of here. (laughs) What are you kidding? But also, let me look at the footage. And if I look cute, then I won't be that mad. And also, what do I sound like when I'm having sex? What do I sound like? Yeah, was I hot? Did you? (laughs) Yes. All of those things. Okay. Fun facts about the episode, despite being named in the title, All Roads Lead to Fitz, Fitz isn't even in this fucking episode. Right? He's not in it at all. He's not in it. Was there any episodes that you weren't in that Quinn is not in? I think there's three. Oh, really? Three? Yes, because when you go back to the trail. Oh, wait, no, I was in the trail. But any episodes that were major flashbacks. Right. Before Quinn was around, there are some episodes that I am not in. Wow. Wasn't that always trippy when we weren't in an episode? Because I remember I was, there was like one or two that I, that Huck was not in, but I was always like, oh, I'm not in this episode. I was always so offended. At first, I'd always be like, boo. And yeah. then I would be like, holy shit, I still get paid. Oh, yeah. And I got the week <laughs> off. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, I just was like, oh, my God. Like, this is the greatest gig that's ever happened in the history of yes. the world. Let's quickly look at some scandal tweets at the time. And then we got to look at this actual real-life scandal of the time. Just so you guys know what the fuck was going on at the time that this episode aired. Tweet, 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 tweet of the time. Tweets of the time, time. Tweets of the time. Y'all ready to listen? Tweet, tweet, tweets of the time. Tweets of the time, y'all. Tweets of the time. This uh, lovely person, Shane's, at Lucky Shane's, tweeted, is it just me or has scandal screwed with my head, but I really don't care if a government official is screwing around as long as the job gets done. Amen. Amen. Remember the whole Bill Clinton scandal, all that bullshit? And a lot of people were like, who cares? Like, at least he's getting some as long right. as he's doing a good job. Well, it's been going on since the beginning of time. Yeah. And most places are, like, famous for it. Like, I feel like yeah. people specifically stay at San Ysidro Ranch because it's where JFK <gasps> was sleeping with fucking Marilyn Monroe. Get or like, out of here. I didn't know that, Katie. Really? Yes. Oh. 
I want to go stay there. There's like tons of places like that that are like, this is where the president and their mistress like. Oh, shit. So it's just like Bill Clinton's happened to come yeah. about in a time where like the press found out and yeah. the press is different than it was in the 50s. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lance Conley at DQ Noop. Not to make light of the situation, but how can the CIA director not keep a secret? Sounds like he needs Olivia Pope to step in. Wait, what's that about? That's because there was a scandal happening simultaneously while the scandal was airing during this episode, during this time where Petraeus had chosen. Oh, this leads us to this. Yes, 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 yes. Duh, this is right. Because, okay, now we're seeing these tweets. Crystal Irby, Crystal Loves Words, tweeted, I know at Shonda Rhimes is watching this Petraeus story thinking, what would Olivia Pope do? Yes. That's why I love when we talk about scandals that were actually real life scandals happening at the time, because we always just used to freak out that the show we were shooting sometimes like the next week we would see such similar storylines happening in the news. That shit would be happening in real life. Yeah. So the scandal of the time is an extramarital affair between retired four star general and then director of the Central Intelligence Agency, a.k.a. the CIA. David, am I saying his last name right? Petraeus, I think. And Paula Broadwell became public information The CIA director had chosen Broadwell to be his official biographer. An FBI investigation proved that they were involved in an extramarital affair, after which he resigned as director of the CIA on November 9th, 2012. But also, like, who cares? Like, why? Like, what was the big deal, right? I feel like it makes things so much worse for the family. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's because we don't have... Maybe this is like too deep, but I feel like because our fucking country is wrapped up in so much religion. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You know, affairs are like such a sinful fucking thing and not like they're not horrible and bad and they are. But I think if we aren't honest with ourselves, I remember when I was waitressing at this restaurant in New York City, I was 21. It was like my first like big regular waitressing job. I was there for like three years and there were so many finance dudes who came with their women mistresses i bet right and then they would take their car services home to darianne or west you know connecticut or westchester or whatever but it was my first time ever being like oh my god like did my dad cheat like this is like (laughs) such a normal thing like i didn't realize that all of these maybe happily married men either have understandings with their wives mm-hmm. or they just don't talk, don't tell. Or is it on the down low? Yeah, that yeah, shit was going down. Yeah, but if you're down. a public figure and you're a president or a CIA yeah. director or something, you are not allowed. Or I guess you're allowed. You just better not have anyone fucking find out. I don't know. Right, right, right. But I'm like, he's getting the job done. That woman was retired. Like, who can? But I, I, I get why the optics of it are, you know, not pleasant. And yeah, but like, that's what I mean. I guess, like, who cares? I wonder if in Europe they're like, go ahead and fuck whoever you want to fuck. We don't care. Well, that's what I bet they do. <laughs> like I, in the political world. Yeah, like their commercials. I remember commercials and shows in London have like way more sex and tits and like whatever, or in yeah. Spain, or like it just doesn't. Their standards and practices and rules against that stuff are far more lenient than ours are because we're yeah. like a Puritan country or whatever. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that goes the same as like no one in our public, no one public facing in politics is allowed to do things like that. Although. Yeah. Wiener just sending <gasps> fucking. Ooh, oh, my I've God. I've been craving hot dogs lately, Katie. I'm so starving. bad. Like, do you like <laughs> Does a that hot mean dog? it's time to wrap it up? Guillermo <laughs> and I need to be fed. <laughs> we need to eat. The sharks need to eat. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> we love you all. And yes. next week we're going to be talking about episode 206 called Spies Like Us. Oh, that was such a good episode. Oh, I can't so wait. Good. I can't it's a wait. It's a classic. Classic. It's Guillermo Diaz and fucking Huck in all of his glory. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so, so good. Yeah. So please come back. Listen, yes. you will enjoy. Mm-hmm. And we'll be talking some more, you know, tomfoolery and about food and sex and farts and all that fun stuff. <laughs> Y'all don't want to miss it. You know, we crazy up in here. We love you. Ooh. Have a great week. Unpack them toolboxes. <laughs> Unpack them toolboxes. Y'all know y'all got some shady shit up in them toolboxes. Unpack that shit. I love you, Katie. Love you, Guillermo. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys for joining us on Unpacking the Toolbox. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share with your friends, rate, or leave us a review. Scandal is executive produced by Sandy Bailey, Alex Alche, Lauren Homan, Tyler Klang, and Gabrielle Collins. Our producer and editor is Vince DeJohnny, with music by Chad Fisher. Scandal is a production of ABC Signature, and you can follow along by rewatching Scandal on Hulu. Unpacking the Toolbox is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app or anywhere you subscribe to your favorite shows. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then, fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd.